Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? <sighs> I'm doing very well. Good. I'm doing very well. I ate part of two breakfast sandwiches and I made myself a coffee. And, uh, you know, I'd complain, but who'd listen? <laughs> I don't like to eat all the bread. No, you just take some, eat half? What do you eat, half? Mm, well, I eat parts. <sighs> See, I think there's still a lot of room for uh, innovation and uh, entrepreneurs in the sandwich space. Because right now you got what? You got sandwiches, which are good, but there's a lot of bread. So what are your options? You can get a wrap. Well, it's like, ugh, it's like the worst parts of a sandwich and a burrito in one. It's like white people can ruin anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the wrap. I've never I don't understand never wraps at all. Wrap. I've never had a wrap. I, have you ever had a wrap where you went, damn, that was a good wrap? I've never had a wrap that I could w- stomach enough to say that was passable as lunch. They're the worst. I Yeah, you know. The worst. Uh, They're yes. literally the worst f- food in the world. They have nothing going for them except that you can hold it in your hand, and that's a low bar. Uh, the other thing is, like, maybe it's just because I'm a, of a certain age, but to me, I've never seen a wrap. Like, for example, like, I've had a good hamburger in life. Like, I've had good chicken wings in life. Heck, I've, you know, I've, I've had all kinds of 7-Eleven style foods in a good form. I've never ha- thought of a wrap as something that I would seek out. I think it's something you buy because you have no option at an airport. I have never looked forward to a wrap. Well, the problem, the problem with the wrap is that if you think about the concept of it, it sounds like it's a good idea. It sounds like something. So if you describe it, take, take ingredients that you like that all taste mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then you you have to use some kind of thing to contain them so that you can get it from the plate into your into your mouth. So why not wrap them up in something? But then how do we not make it a taco? How can we keep it from being a taco? I know we'll we actually wrap it more than that. I the problem I have with most wraps is the whatever the actual wrap itself is, they never hold together well. They don't taste very good. Mm-mm. You know, I'm looking at pictures of wraps right now. I mean, you have a, you have a ciabatta roll. You get yourself a Dutch crunch, even a, even like a potato bun, like a hot dog bun. Like you know, those are kinds of breads that I think add something to it. Pretty much every wrap I've ever bitten into tasted stale. Yep, it basically tasted like an expired tortilla. And then they try to compensate for that by making the ingredients extra moist. No, you know. Moist, yeah, and it's and it no, never right. works well, it's out. Kinda, it never and again, works it's, out. it's a little like a salad too. It's kind of like a you could have a wrapish salad, but is, um, no, that's what they that a wrap in its pure form is a salad that's just been wrapped up in a in a tasteless, crumbling, dry husk, and it's not ugh. good. It's not good. And then the it, other option, ugh. you can These pictures uh, too. You can do something I've done, and I think that you have done, which you, you can like wrap it in lettuce, which works for some things. <laughs> a lettuce, a lettuce wrap. A lettuce wrap, which still, if you ask for that in most places, you look like you're from Venus. Yeah. Well, I do not understand your earth sandwich. <laughs> wrap this in salad. Did I say word correct? Uh, so, you know, you can have a lot of regular bread. Blah, it just, just wears me down to have a lot of bread. You can have, have, wrap it in like a tortilla, like some kind of monster. Uh, or you could do a lettuce wrap, 
None of these are ideal. I guess what, I, what I'm trying to say is what I wish I could do. I, I, I feel like I, um, I seem like Meg Ryan or something, but what I want to do is go into this place and say, I would like your breakfast sandwich without the bread. What I want you to do is make me a plate of breakfast that's not on bread, but it's a sandwich place. Mm -hmm. So I think I would seem like a weirdo. So instead, I buy two sandwiches that are way too large for me to eat. I take off pieces of them, and then I make this kind of Frankenstein monster sandwich of mixing the different pieces together, and then I throw out about half the stuff, and I feel like I feel like I'm wasting food. Well, any any wrap is a waste of food. I what heard... ingredients do you think are? <clears throat> the best to put in, in a wrap because usually you get the weird it's Trick question it's like a like a grilled chicken and then there's usually lettuce or now i guess it would be what kale but you might as well put it in like an anvil and some motor oil it's not got any it's <sighs> all awful so bad it's it's, a, it's an afterthought food it's a it's a food born out of see some foods born out of convenience makes sense or born out of marketing meetings because you might say something like, hey, you know, there's these good parts of the chicken that we can sell to normal people. But we have all this leftover stuff. It's all like butts and beaks. Is, is there any way we could fry that and make it a nugget? Yes, we can do that. Yeah. Like that, that's kind of smart. I don't think it's even fried. I don't know if it's even fried. It's probably baked. I don't know how they make it. But uh, that makes sense in some ways. Or you go like, oh, you make it cute. You go like, oh, it's a little broken parts of M&Ms and we charge you less. Like that's okay. But like this seems like one of those, it's one of those monstrosities that just, does anybody look forward to a wrap? Maybe maybe millenniums, the, the young people. No. No, I don't think so. I think yeah. the only people that I see eating a wrap, here's, and here's what I think the popularization of, of a wrap came from. Okay. If, if you think about these wraps sort of existed as an alternative healthy, health, sorry, sorry, healthful food that, that people could eat and you would have to go to like a special place, like Rap, wraps, wraps are us or whatever. You'd have to go to the special place. And then a place like a, like a Burger King or a Wendy's, I feel like a Wendy's, they would have some kind of a wrap that would entice a certain clientele who normally would need it at a fast food restaurant or is being forced to accompany the other people from the office to the restaurant. They don't want to get it just a salad because that seems somehow that's just wrong. Mm. Like to have just a salad. This is a wrap. I can still, my friends are all sitting there eating hamburgers and, and, and chicken sandwiches and stuff. I can hold something in my hand too. Yeah. Now I'm, I can be like them. I can be like my friends who are holding something and putting it into their mouth with one hand. I can do that now, but I, it's like I'm eating a salad. It's as good as a salad, but now yeah. I can have a way to get it into my mouth. It doesn't involve now I need a knife and a fork. And I have to shake yeah. it to get yeah. the dressing all mixed in. So it then goes into the fast food culture. And then it just becomes a thing that people do. Oh, I got a lot to say about this. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I'm with you. I See, here's the other thing. A rap to me, uh, as somebody who's not a rap fan, I'm not going to say I'm a rap hater, or, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a rap fan. I, I prefer to call it hip-hop, hip-hop sandwich. <laughs> um, rapping is what you do. Hip-hop is what it is. <laughs> okay. Wiki, 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 wiki. So, you know, okay, so you get the airport scenario. Where it's going to be like, you know, oh, look at this. It's a triangle of sandwich from Walgreens. That should be toothsome. You get that kind of scenario. Or you've got, uh, you know, yeah, like, you know, airport, you're running 7-Eleven, something like that. I think also wraps are something you order for other people. I think, I think you for yourself. You, you can't yourself, order a wrap for yourself. You can, but I, I think it's the guy who orders lunch that says, oh, let's just get wraps for all these douchebags. Oh, for like a, like a meeting. And a, like and a, a, for a meeting. Yeah. And now, 
because you, you're absolutely right. Let's let's talk about the effeminate elephant in the room. Yeah, I think a lot of men think salads are emasculating. Yep. I think that's a shame. Yep. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. By the way, I'll tell you about how I do my salads. If you want, to tell you yeah, no, I, I got now. I have to know. I'll tell you how I toss a salad. But I just want to close the thread on the wraps because it's obviously, as they say, problematic. It's problematic. <laughs> I can't say why, but it's problematic. So my only point being. <laughs> <sighs> it's a garbage food. It's a, it's it's one of those foods that's like a mass hysteria. It's like the Saint Vitus dance of lunches. Like all of a sudden everybody's doing, we don't know why. Ah, pet rock. Meh, have a rap. Shut up. Anyway, enough said about that. I don't think I don't think my method for this is too novel, but I've had pretty good success with it. And that is that most times now when you get a salad, it comes from one of those plastic. You know what? This is not interesting. But but yeah, score your bingo card. But but here's the thing. What I'll do is I'll get me a salad from the self-same place and I'll bring it back. So my daughter gets a turkey sandwich. I'll get me a salad. And uh, what I do is, uh, first of all, I think you can always use your own dressing. If you don't have your own dressing, you can use their dressing. You are under no obligation to use all of the dressing. That's important. But here's what I'll tell you. You use some of the dressing. You open up the lid. See if there is a mostly acceptable uh, disbursement of ingredients, right? So like, have they already pre-tossed it a little bit or is it all just a bunch of stuff sitting, you know, you're going to need to, you need to do a pre-jiggle. Okay. So if you want, okay. if you don't want your, if you want your stuff to be like a, like a school cafeteria, you know, with segments in it, then leave it alone. But what I would do is a pre-shake and here's how you shake your salad. You shake it like this. <laughs> that, that, that's me going like back and forth in front of me. I'm holding the lid and I'm going back and forth on like a horizontal axis on like an x-axis away and toward me shooka 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay now you're still holding this with, with your hands you're keeping the top on fast now you do a tapa 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 and that's where you're gonna kind of going up and down right so you got shooka 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 tapa 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 do another shooka 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 and now if this has worked the salad in the plastic dingus is starting to look a little less like a square and maybe just a tiny bit more like a, like a chaotic pitcher's mound if you're doing this right. So here's when the magic happens. Now you start doing that in a circle. Shugada, 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 shugada. Now you're ready to put on your dressing. And you're, uh, you're going to repeat this after the dressing. Here's what you do. You open up the top. You drizzle across a lot of the salad. You don't throw it in in one big pile. You drizzle, drizzle, drizzle. All right? Uh, around the top of the salad. You close the box. Can you guess where this is going? You flip the box over, open the verso side, and you drizzle a little bit there. Now, optionally at this point, if you're really cool like me, you could put in a little bit of, of an additional seasoning. Or you could put in some kind of a pepper that you like. I'll put in some MSG because that's how I roll. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I make my own uh, Popeye's uh, Cajun Sparkle. I make it make it in my house. And so I, and I'll put MSG, that on a lot of you, things. You select you choose for it to put msg my daughter and i call it call it secret salt because it's we tell mommy it's salt but it's actually msg yeah yeah so i make my own uh, cajun sparkle which has msg in it but you, you know, i have regular msg too i buy accent brand you, so I'll, you I'll, I'll, I'll accept follow-up questions on this yeah so, so then now you repeat everything you did with your new, new dressing on there you're gonna go shuka 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 padum 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 shuka da shuka da shuka da shuka da shuka da flip it over. Do this again. If you can't really see the dressing in one place, you've succeeded. You are now cleared for salad. <laughs> and that, my friends, is how you toss a salad. Are there any questions at this point? The only, I like your everything you just said. Sounds yeah, very so you, good. you there? Yes, but I'm stuck on the MSG thing. Mm-hmm. 
because in yeah i i i've known someone besides you who has actually chosen to have msg in a food and i'm talking about yeah, my her name her name is the continent of asia you no know, my mother-in-law who's who's from south korea and whenever she would grill something or or prepare any kind of food she yeah. would had this container of white powder that mm. she would put in very very large quantities mm-hmm. on everything and i said what is that and she's like when she had a name for it in korean and my father-in-law's like oh that's msg i'm like okay so for you know i would eat it and then i thought okay you know like no big deal but then i i started to learn more about msg and i started to <laughs> causes more jalons well it causes lots of things in different people it and sure does. I, the one of the things is that so do so do books and TV and chemtrails, right? All things you could you could arguably avoid. And one of the but things that I'm wondering is do anything according to actual science. I've never, I've never known anyone to to want to put that in there. Asia, Dan. Yeah, no, I know, but that just because they're a continent doesn't mean that they're right. I don't know. I think they win the plurality. No, I, 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 I want to say that if you have a sensitivity to anything or you don't like anything, you should avoid it. And I'm okay with that. But I also think it's weird how much people go and cherry pick some things that they can find on the internet about something like this and then say, well, that explains why I'm allergic to Wi-Fi. Or, you know, or in this case, like if you don't like MSG, I understand skipping it. I'm here to tell you, though, MSG, a.k.a. secret salt, mm. it improves the flavor of things with science. It activates a magic extra sense that we didn't even know we had on our tongue. And uh, that's why things like soy sauce are yummy. It's got the umami. Umami, but yeah. I understand, I, I understand why people want to, want to avoid it for the same reason I understand, like it's the same reason I don't have cable TV. There's not enough there that I want and I consider it a little damaging. So, but I mean, I don't have to go out and like, you know, hold up a sign to protest the existence of cable TV. I, I think MSG is almost unique in how strongly people's feelings against it are when, um, I, I don't know. So do you get headaches and stuff? I am one of these people who will, I'm very hesitant to cast blame onto something unless I've done a whole lot of testing and I've not done a whole lot of testing. Yeah, I'm, with the MSG. I'm the same way. So I can't say, oh yes, I've gotten the worst headache from MSG. I, I will say that there have been times where I've had something that I later found out or knew had MSG in it and that later on I felt sick or whatever from it but i don't know if that was because i had msg or because of a million other things that could have been in there so i i'm i'm hesitant to say oh msg bad but uh it's it's on my list of things that like if if i'm at a place and they're like oh you know there's some msg in this i'm like whoa i can't have that but i i wouldn't i wouldn't electively put it on onto a food Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I, I can say for myself that uh, in terms of things I can definitely report after eating MSG, and I can tell when there's MSG and stuff. See, here's the thing is people try to make this into this very, very simple thing. They go, oh, I could tell there was MSG in that. And I go, yes, and could you also tell there was salt in that? Because I could. Right. I could tell there was cream in that. Right. There's all kinds of things where you can tell it was in there. Okay, let, let's go with it, Fermi. Tell me more about what that means to you that you could tell there was MSG in that. It wasn't urine. Relax. 
So in my case, though, I can't tell you two things for me, for sure. Like if I go to the Chinese joint across the street here, boy, I can really tell because two things, uh, almost all the time within eh, 45 minutes to two hours, I still have a kind of taste in my mouth. Uh-huh. Like, hmm, hmm, that's kind of a savory taste that hasn't gone away. I definitely get that. And the other one is I sometimes feel if I have a ton of MSG, I feel a little bit flushed. Now, the problem is I also get that from eating extremely hot foods or things with Sichuan Mm -hmm. um, peppers in it. So I'm not sure which that comes from, which brings me back to this original point is that, you know, almost every food has a characteristic like that associated with it. It's just that with MSG in particular, it gets this equals equals of, you know, headaches and, and flush and all these problems. I'm not saying none of that happens, but I'm saying some people react badly to, you know, like I say, salt. Uh, God knows some people don't handle dairy where you dairy well. You don't have to have celiac disease to like want to avoid, uh, you know, things like what peanuts, bread, sure. certain kinds. You know, I've had a mixed history with onions. That's all I'm going to say about that. I got to be careful. <laughs> we had sausage and peppers last night for dinner, and I was tasting peppers until I went to bed last night. So I don't know. Um, here's what I'll say about the salad. Let's end this on a friendly note. Here's the thing about a salad is that you are not constrained by what they've given you. And actually, they did an episode of uh, Top uh, Four Clockwise Top Four about this, about uh, four things you add to salad. I think a salad, it's not a painting, it's a canvas. They're giving you the materials to make something, and you, with your shuka shuka and your secret salt or your pepper or your whatever, you can make whatever you want. I want to, you know, I want to challenge our listeners. I want to challenge this this country, this great country of ours, this great experiment. I want to challenge people to make more sauces. By combining different sauces, trying into, different sauces. into the sauce. I'm a saucer. I'm a yeah. saucer, and I'll frequently mix. I'll either make pools, I'll make dipping stations, or I will make a sauce of my own design on the spot with three to six different things, just to see what it's like. And I'm here to tell you, if you're sick, if you're sick of the salad dressings that Big Salad has pushed at you, consider making your own bespoke artisanal farm-to-table, locally-sourced sauces out of shit you got in your uh, refrigerator. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. What do you like on a salad? When you pick a salad, what do you get? Uh, when I used to eat salad. Um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you don't eat salad at all? No. God, no. Never. Why? Uh, I got, I, I think I overdid it for a few you years. Bur- you got burned out on salad. I got burned out on it. I got and- burned out on burritos. Yeah, I mean, I, Sure. Well, no, there's all kinds of foods where like you could be really super into it for a while and then you're like, yeah. I just don't crave this anymore. Yeah, you just get out of, you get out of the, the zone. And I don't know, but back when I used to do it, you know, I, I kept it pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you do, you do the baby spinach. It's always a good start. You do a little olive oil, a little vinegar. You get all these great little flavored vinegars you can get at the like fancy store in the Arboretum and. I don't know what else, whatever else you put on there. I don't know. What are you put? You're not a salad man. No, not really. I'm, I've never, I probably, other than that time period where I was trying to eat salad frequently, I, I didn't, I did not have a salad in my whole life until I was maybe in my mid to late twenties mm-hmm. and then, uh, had one and was done with it for another 10, 15 years. What about a Caesar? You don't like a Caesar salad? Nah. No, I mean like a, like a table side, good Caesar salad. Nah. Hmm. I think uh, something that's interesting, most of us uh, have or believe or feel, even if we aren't aware of it consciously, I know at least for myself, there's a certain handful of foods I will almost never make at home. 
and I consciously know I will never make that at home. It's only a food I ever make when I eat out. Or I've made it myself, and you know what? Screw that. I really like the version that other people make better. The other one is there's a conversely, a handful of foods that I would never in a million years order at a restaurant. So like, you know, I, I don't want put, put to make this too broad, but like no matter how good your pasta with olive oil is on it, mm-hmm. like I'm fine just making that at home. Like that's, you know, it's like wine for me where like the difference between the $5 bottle, the $20 bottle and the $500 bottle, it's fine, it's wine. So yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and say like, give me your, bring me your finest macaroni. Right. But again, salads to an extent, my wife makes a good salad, but salads, burritos, certain kinds of soups, even to an extent, standing rib roast. I still have not mastered standing rib roast. I get a prime rib in a restaurant and it's a marvel to me. I make it at home. It's like, "Eh, it's okay. You know, you have foods like that. You have things you only get out, other things you only eat in. Uh, You know, I think, I think anything that can be grilled, I enjoy making at home. Anything else I got to get it out. And, and I don't even, you know, like people who, I know people are worried that I'm not getting enough greens or something. You think they're worried? I think they are. Why do you think they're worried? Because they just heard that I don't eat salads, but I, I yeah, eat just because you push back a salad does, doesn't mean you're, you, you can still be scarfed in a broccoli, I a broccoli and asparagus. Lots and lots of green vegetables. And every morning uh, for breakfast, I have a smoothie and I put so much spinach in there, you would, you'd be shocked. You'd be simply petrified to learn how much. So it's what John Roderick calls a mastiff of spinach. Yeah. It's the amount of spinach necessary to produce a tiny bit of spinach juice. It, it takes a harrowing amount of actual leaf spinach. Spinach well, I'm, not, ju- I'm not juicing. I'm, I'm you're not juicing. Blending. You're, you're, you're blending. Yes, with a Vitamix. Oh, it's the best, best blender in the world. That's right. Yeah, we, we ruined somebody's Vitamix one time. I felt bad about it. They're very How? costly. How? Put a spoon in it. Spoon got uh, oh, ground up. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, these was, things are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But they blend. They really do, and they're amazing. I have a smoothie every morning, and it's, uh, it's, instead, of bre- it's a, instead of breakfast. We run up against the scale issue when we make baby spinach on the range top because to make the amount of spinach to have to achieve the yield of baby spinach that my wife and I would like, it takes a bucket, like a bucket of spinach. Like, you know, you go to the Safeway and you get that horseshoe shaped thing. It's like the size of a baby full of baby spinach. Oh, yeah. That's no accident, I bet. No. You bring that home. We, we don't have a pan big enough to fit all that in. You got to like, you got to cook it a little at a time. And, you know, and we don't want to like cook it all the way down. I mean, we're not English. We like to have, I should have a little bit of tooth feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Food's a funny thing. I'm just saying this, people. You know, any food that someone gives you, you can make it your own. You can make it fun. And you know what? And to big bread and big wrap, shame on you. Shame on you for what you're doing to food in this country. And if you are one of the young people out there, you're in the app class. I want you to consider alternatives for things that we can make sandwich-like things out of that are not a wrap. This is your country, too. Get out there and vote. All right. Is there anything? Uh, you know, I got some things for this week. I yeah. got things. What a few got? things. Uh, I want to tell you about this really, really stupid, mm, stupid, uh, this very innovative notebook I bought the other day. Uh, I figured you might want to talk about Apple announcements uh, if you want. Sure. I wanted to follow up on the things that you recommended that I bought and how Ooh. I do or don't like them. Can't wait to hear that. And I need some advice on a sh- very short article that I uh, am supposed to write for somebody. Ooh. Weird notebook, Apple announcements. Eh. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about I like that. all that. All right. Things, things I bought, uh, future of work. Is there something you, you'd like to tell me about that you like? Sure. Well, you know, we're talking about food. We're talking about smoothies. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. We have a new, we have a new sponsor 
And sometimes we reach out to a sponsor. Sometimes they reach out to us. You never know how it's going to be. But these guys, they came to us. And they, I think because they understand that our audience is in, they're in a mindset where they're trying to be, they want to be efficient. They want to be healthy. They want to focus on a lot of the time, I think, you know, they're skipping meals. We talked about. Is this, is this to be honest, is this an ad for, for, for sandwich wraps? No. Okay. That would be really awesome. This awkward. is a replacement for the sandwich wrap. Well, what could you I possibly re- re- replace? Well, what it's, would you get? Guess what? It's Soylent. Soylent. Now, I heard about Soylent when they came out. Yep. And I was, I guess I was kind of, you know, skeptical of it because it's like, well, it's, it's a, it's, what is it? What is it trying to be? And of course the joke, everyone knows what the name Soylent came from, right? Yes. So that was kind of the, the, the tongue in cheek the, the fact, the fact that everybody knows that joke, especially the kind of nerds that would buy this stuff, it kind of makes it doubly troubling. Yeah. But here it is. And they came out with like a new version of it. Soylent 2.0. You going to tell people what this thing is? This is an end for people who don't know. It is a, it is a, and this is their words for it, nutritionally complete, convenient food. So they're not putting it out there as saying. They don't call it a drink. Then it's not a drink. It is a food, it is a food product. Hmm. And it, they've engineered these things to be affordable and filling and offering maximum nutrition with minimum effort. This is their, this is their you, goal. You, you get one fifth. I went, and, I went and read about this, Dan. I drank some of these things. You consumed, I ate some of these you things. consumed the Soylent. I, I, I thought I drank them, but I guess I ate them. You did. And I also went and I read about this. <laughs> I read I read things on the internet about it. If you correct me if I'm wrong, each one of these is the equivalent of one fifth of most of your stuff for the day. I think that's correct. So, I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend having five of these a day for the rest of your life. But the idea is that if you want to have, in my case, fast breakfast, an afternoon snack, or something, whatever. This will this will fill you up and give you lots of your your things like your vitamins and whatnots and a mix of your three uh, kinds of foods all in one thing. It's a very very interesting product. So let me give you the 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 brass tacks on this thing. Twenty percent of all daily macro and micronutrient requirements. Four hundred calories for people who count such things. Twenty grams of protein. It has a low glycemic index rating, and it is made of. Isomaltulose, Mazeltov, <laughs> which is a slow-burning carbohydrate derived from sugar, sugar beets, which is different sugar, from sugar, 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 sugar to beetus. <laughs> it's not sugar to beetus. It's sugar beets. Offering sustained energy without peaks or crashes that you would get from something like uh, refined sugar. And uh, it has fats from al- algal oil which is a sustainable food source, and there's no animal products in this. So mm-hmm. for people who are, who are wanting something that's like a supplement, a protein shake, it's that. Uh, you can use this to help manage your weight because it's so easy to count calories and, and protein and fat grams. It, it, it can be, I mean, there are people who have taken this as 100% of their meals. That's not how they advertise it, but a lot of people are like, I'm just switching to soil and shit. But I know people that have done that. And uh, anyway, this is some, you can get it at Soylent, S-O-Y-L-E-N-T. You can get it at Soylent.com or you can order it on Amazon and you get it in a case of 12 and you can get a subscription where they knock some, some money off of it. Uh, but you, you tried this. I would like to hear what you have to say about this. You, you want my honest opinion? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I want it. Uh, I was beyond skeptical about this 
Uh, and you and I had some exchanges about it. Like, should this stuff seems really odd? Do we do we want to have this on our program? Right. We thought, you know, what the hell? Let's give it a spin. And uh, it came at me at a funny point in life because there are two. I haven't. This is not a prepared remark. I'm, but there are two things that have <clears throat> come up for me in the last few months. Um. Uh. Well, the the really big one is I'm really really tired of thinking about food. Yeah. I'm. I think we've talked about this on here. Like as much as I'd like to talk about food here and, and visit with you, like still three o'clock every day, my wife and I are like, guess we need to feed our daughter tonight. Right. What are we going to do? Do you want me to handle it? You want to get this? Are you going to graze like you normally do? Am I going <laughs> to eat a piece of meat over the sink? Like I normally do. Like what kind of, what kind of horrible thing will we do? So that came along. And, and what has also come along over the years is I am terrible about remembering to eat. So here's the thing for me. I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is it, this is not like eating prime rib. This is not going to be the best thing you've ever had in your life. But I got to tell you the truth. It was not only a lot better than I expected. It's better than any kind of like diet drinks that I've had. Like when I used to do like the, the Nutri Fitness thing and all of that. You know what I mean? Whatever the thing was where you make totally. your shake it work. Yes, yes. It was way better than I expected. And I would not see myself replacing every meal with this by a long shot. Let me be super clear. <laughs> That's an opinion you can't buy from me. I like food too much. But as somebody who is sick of thinking about food, I have grabbed for one of these things more often than I expected. And it is kind of cool to just have them here in my fridge at work or at home. And if I'm at that point, I'm at that dumb point in the afternoon in particular where I'm like, okay, I could go get a box of Popeye's fried chicken or I could eat nothing right. and drink coffee. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know if I would have felt this way. I, I mean, I'm impressed that young people like this stuff because I don't know if I would have, but what I will tell you is this. There are times when grabbing one of these, uh, this food product and in, uh, I would call it drinking. I guess they call it eating. You slug down one of these things and it really does fill you up. You do feel like you have had something you might want to have. I would say here's okay. Life hack. Get yourself some nice brand premium nuts. Have you a handful of nuts with this? And it's it's kind of like a mini meal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you so can... I'm not, I'm not going to say this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life, but it was way better than I expected, and uh, I'm 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 glad I've got it. Well, now, what would you what would you use it for? This is this is way out of your food range. It, no, it totally is. But I I have a lot of respect for what they're trying to do. And I know a lot of people who have tried Soylent, whether they're doing it for breakfast in the morning, whether they've got it at, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get home in time for dinner, or I need something before I go and work out, or whatever it is that it works for. It's It has that convenience to it and it's so much better for you I think than like you're saying like I'm going to just eat you know a burrito from the 7-Eleven no, no what offense you're going to go get a wrap yeah you're gonna have exactly food? so grow up you know I think, I think people should uh, should try this it is recognized by the a by by the way uh, by the FDA as a food okay so just it's See, a, back it's a when, you used to, when you had to mix it yourself, I was like, okay, that is yeah, that's three, that's three bridges too far yeah, for me. Yeah, But, but they're like, no, there's this thing. It just comes in this little like uh, milk bottle thing yeah. and then you just have it. And I was like, yeah. Well, they got a special deal for our listeners who want to get in on this. 50% off your first case when you start a subscription via the special link, Soylent.com slash five by five, Soylent.com slash five by five. I think it's worth people to check it out. Oh, absolutely. Give it a, give it a try. You give know, split a box with some buddies. Just see what you think. Try it out. It's try better it. than a wrap. Better yeah, than a wrap. Have to run with that. Yeah, they could run. Thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you're going to give that to them, but they're going to run it's with it. It's better than a wrap. Yeah. 
Thank you, Soylent. Thank you. For uh, supporting uh, 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Boom. Soylent. Never so, saw that one coming. No way. <clears throat> uh, nice nuts. You're going to love our nuts. Uh, Walgreens nuts. I'm trying to find the particular can that I like to get from Walgreens. The premium, here it is. Well, they can third, get these, third one from the back, or third one yeah. from the front, right? Sure. Well, they got this one right here, which is in the nice brand little bag. I buy them in a, in a can. Yeah, see, see, these, these, but the, but the, they got two problems with this. They got no, they got no macadamias in here, and these are unsalted. I get the ones with macadamias and salted in a can. I think they're called premium mixed blend or something like that. Hmm. <clears throat> well, what do I have on my desk by nice right now? I don't have any nuts on my desk. La la la. <laughs> I just heard just heard him singing it. Uh, I was at a store uh, before the show, right after lunch, and I heard him singing in there. And there'll be no nuts upon my desk. <clears throat> I have a nice, nice brand double 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 zipper seal freezer bags. I'm a Ziploc man. I like a Ziploc, uh, not a Ziploc brand, but a Ziploc style bag. Are you brand loyal? I'm brand, I'm, you know, I'm brand queer. I'm brand fluid. <laughs> now, that'd be a good name for an energy drink, brand fluid. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How's it going? Pretty good. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I shouldn't talk about this notebook. I, I, no, I want to hear it. What's, what's no, so you ever bad just about buy it? dumb stuff just to like kind of see what it's going to be like? Always. Okay. Oh shit! What was my my wife had the greatest line for this? I was looking at the area. There's an area. <laughs> there's an area on Amazon that is like, I don't know what they call it, but it's all stuff that originated <laughs> with like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and is now available for regular sale. Oh, so I was showing this dumb note, <laughs> this innovative notebook to my wife. My wife and my daughter literally rolled their eyes at this notebook. Really? I was showing. I was showing it to my daughter and she thought it was really weird. And then I showed it to my wife and uh, I said, yes, Amazon's got this area. That's all like, uh, you know, stuff that's been on, you know, Indiegogo and Kickstarter. She says, Oh, you mean it's like as seen on TV for hipsters? (laughs) Oh man. And I was like, you know what? I've never loved you more. That is exactly perfect. So I bought something called uh, the tub shroom, the tub, the tub shroom. I bought a tub shroom. And the tub shroom is a dingus <clears throat> that you put into your bathtub and it catches hairs. Okay. So that's not, you know, that by itself, the other things do that. Uh, it's pretty unobtrusive and cleaning it out is really easy and not too gross, except for the fact you're touching hair and stuff that's been in the tub. But if you get t- hair problems and let's not talk about it, I know it's an awkward t- topic, but a lot of people are like, Dan, you've got a lot of hair. Uh huh. I mean, for a man. Sure. And plus you got the beard. Yep. And hairs fall out, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And this thing, even in like a day of using this, it, uh, it, it captured uh, many hairs. And then you just swipe it. You swipe it to, to clean it out. And the other thing, then I bought this other thing from As Seen on TV for Hipsters. It's in, <laughs> I don't know why I'm mentioning this. It's called the Rocketbook Wave Smart Notebook. The Rocketbook Wave Smart Notebook. The Rocketbook Wave smart notebook okay do you see that in notes yes i'm looking at this now yeah so this is interesting (laughs) okay all right so uh i'm gonna give this to you in my order okay it's got four out of five stars 42 reviews sure did oh you know what we should let me run the dingus on that and see if those are real um 
Do you have FixBot installed in your browser? I don't. What is that? Fix. Oh. FixBot. <laughs> FixBot is a Chrome plugin. Okay. An extension that when you're on an Amazon detail page, <laughs> you can hit this dingus and it uses uh, intelligence and Disney magic and comparative this and that to decide how likely it is that these are, are good or actual reviews. Right. You ever go somewhere and you're like, there's not a product, you know, you yeah. see this all the time. Yep. But like, um, you go somewhere and you, you look at a product and you're like, wow, four and a half stars of, of, of 1600 reviews. That seems mental for something that's been out for like a year. You run FixBot on it. I'll put this in show notes and it, uh, and it lets you know how, how likely their dingus is to think that this is a real, these are real reviews. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm about to reanalyze. So looking at the Rocketbook, uh, Rocketbook Wave, currently at the time, last time it was evaluated, there were 17 reviews. They gave the company a D. 50% detected low-quality reviews. And then what they do is they go in and they say, like, what's wrong with the reviews? Mm-hmm. Reviewer account looks to be generated by automation. Reviews product without purchasing them. Correlation with other fake reviewers' profile data and language. Okay, so that was last time, and I'm going to hit the reanalyze button and see what it says. Reanalyzing. 5%. Oh my goodness, it's going to take a while. Uh, so while, it's, while FixBot is reanalyzing their reviews, yeah, I bought one of these. So it's like, it's, it's a notebook, and it's like a, you would, you would say spiral bound, but it's not spiral bound. Technically, I think it's comb bound. Okay. It's got a, it's got a it's gonna, this, this becomes important later. Because it's got this uh, plastic spine de- deal that holds the pages together. It's a square notebook. The cover, you know, it's a cardboard cover that's maybe about the quality of an expensive Mead notebook. It's cardstock, right? It's got the distinctive Rocket uh, logo on it. And for some reason, there's a series of, of rings on the cover. Okay. It, com- it comes with a pen. This also becomes important later. You must use this pen on these pages. You write on these pages. At the bottom of the page is a QR code. Also at the bottom of the page are several interesting looking little icons. Like, what are these for? Well, it's one of those notebooks where you can write in the notebook. You take a photo with the app. And uh, uh, so one cool thing, it recognizes, for example, what page of the notebook you just took a picture of. Okay. So they don't have to be in a particular order. Now, this part is kind of neat. I think there are things that this is a very evernote that's a word I just made up. This is a very Evernote kind of thing. I'm not entirely sure how you would use this as part of your workflow day to day, but uh, so it uh, you take a photo, and now you have the ability to basically you can circle those icons and basically say so in the app. Then you can say whenever this icon is circled, send it to this email address. When that one is that one, send it to my Google Drive. This goes to iCloud. This goes to uh, this Rocket Service deal. Interesting. Google- so like all like fairly interesting. Let's let's be honest. On the face of it, incredibly super interesting. Like as a you know kind of proof of concept idea. But then you get to using it, and so I'm not even to the marquee feature yet, which I have to hold off for last because it's amazing. So you take a photo. Like this was my daughter yesterday. I was like, go here, write in this notebook. With it's got to be with this pen. We're gonna come back to that in a minute. Not a super satisfying pen, but an okay pen. Okay. Right in the where it's pen. Man, take a picture, and then you can send it to wherever you want. That's pen cool. looks. I mean, it's it's got. Uh, like, uh, what is the design on there? Yeah, it's, uh, I got it here with me somewhere. It looks, it looks chubby. It's chubbed. Yeah, it's chubbed. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, tapered. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's like a learner pen. 
uh, you know, and it's got, you know, whatever, it's got dots on the uh, page. It's okay. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's like, it's like a notebook. But the idea is that you can then send, you know, these things places. Well, okay. That's cool. I guess, you know, beef, main beef, number one. Oh, and it's really good. It's pretty good at detecting the page. Like even from far away, knowing, Hey, that's the page. And it picks up the QR code because that's what they're designed for. They're good at that. And then, but you know, you go and you look at it after you sent it somewhere and it kind of looks like a photo of a page. Oh, like really? It's, got, it's a little blocky. It's, I mean, it's cool. Like if you were doing like brainstorming stuff, I guess I could see that. I'm not sure what you would do with this, but let's get, that's all. You could get this with other notebooks. Moleskin has one of these. They've had one of these for years. There's all kinds of Evernote products that will do this. Are you ready for the marquee fe- mm-hmm. feature? Yep. Okay. So why does it have those rings on the cover? Because once you've written in the notebook, <laughs> you can erase the entire notebook by microwaving it. What? So those rings indicate where you put three quarters of a cup of coffee on the notebook in the uh, microwave and you microwave the notebook and it makes all the ink go away. With, with coffee? It doesn't have to be coffee. I think it's supposed to be water. Oh. Yeah, but water. Yeah, but the idea is you have to use this pen because something happens when you heat up this notebook for a certain amount of time and it just it makes the ink go away. And you can do that up to five times. That's up to five. Mm-hmm. but not six times. I don't know if anybody's ever tried it. You might want to get a Faraday cage for that. Wow. So it's the Rockabook uh, wave. <sighs> FakeSpot is done evaluating this. You go to fakespot.com and get this uh, extension. It's kind of fun. Like the first couple of days you have this, you will obsessively run this because it's really, it's quite a laugh. Um, our engine has anal- analyzed and discovered that there are 26.5% low quality reviews. They give it a C. Okay. The most used word by reviewers is notebook. And then they go through and yeah, they're all like pretty generic, but uh, so uh, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the notebook I bought. How about that? It's interesting. I do think you'll, you think you'll stick with it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. No, I, you know, it's fun. I'll write in it, but like it's, it's, so why am I laughing at this? It's funny because like somebody's idea was come up with a, a microwavable, uh, notebook that you can reuse. Oh, by the way, it's also Evernote. But it's funny because like it's uh, it, it's kind of works across purposes with what the reasons that I like using a notebook. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I do think this is a very clever product. It's very funny. We got a good laugh out of it. But like it works across purposes with what I would want out of a notebook. And part of it is that like until you've made your piece with the notebook being, I don't want to say disposable. Because you don't want it to necessarily be disposable. Uh-huh. But like, I got better at using a notebook when I stopped thinking of it as an important artifact of my life. And like, here's the thing. Whatever notebook you buy, you should be, in terms of thinking about quality and cost yes, and stuff yeah. like that, to, to figure out what notebook is right for you, don't worry about whether it's the notebook of Chatwin and Picasso. Don't worry about if it's, whether it's a notebook that has a, a, a notes holder and a bookmark. Worry about this. Like, if you dropped it in a lake, would you feel sad about how expensive it was? If you accidentally, if, if you were writing down your musings about the nature of fish and it fell into, into the pond and was irretrievable, setting aside the stuff you lost in the notebook, would you first be sad about how expensive it was and that you hadn't even used it very much? Okay. Don't buy any notebook 
that costs so much that you feel bad, you would feel bad about it money wise if it just went away. Right. For the same reason, if for some reason, like you were out on a play date with a kid and they need to tear, needed to tear almost every page out of it to draw one thing on and then like throw it at the waitress. That's the quality of notebook you think about. Now, if you can buy a moleskin and, and still feel okay about that, I think you're on the right track. But you, if you feel any resistance at all about the value of that notebook as a, as an artifact being higher than the value of your stupid, crappy thoughts that go into it, it's time to reevaluate. So like in this case, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's cute. It's fun, but it's, it's really big. Uh, you got to use a certain pen. You know, I like the fact that with my notebook that I use, like I, I usually keep a pencil in there that I like to use, or I use one of these little, you know, fancy Japanese pens. But uh, I don't feel like too married to it. I'd miss it because I like to put stickers in there. I like to have my kid write in it. I still really enjoy that. I still like monkey with it. But like uh, the day that I hesitate too much about losing, you know, page seven forever, like I'll know that's the wrong one. There, for people, I think, who haven't been sort of bitten by the notebook bug, as I certainly have at different times, you know, I always see people who say, oh, I got this notebook, and I feel like I shouldn't write in it. I don't want to even... I've done it. I've it. so done that. I have, too, because you get it, and a lot of the time, especially the like the fancy ones, the ones from Japan, you just feel like, oh, my God, I, like, I can't. I can't desecrate this with my terrible writing. We talked about that once, and you were talking about the steal this book, or... You know, oh, that, yeah, wreck, that, wreck this journal. Wreck this journal. That's what it oh, was. Oh, that's a great thing. And, you know, it's kind of like once you once you start doing it, it, you know, and you and you said that you will immediately, when you get a notebook, you'll write the thing in the first page. That's what I wrote the first page in this one. Yeah. I think it's weird, though, that the idea that you can reuse it, though. That's <laughs> such a, it's like they tried to find different gimmicks to make, to make you want to get the notebook. On the one hand, they're like, well, you can write in it. It shows up in an app. That's kind of neat. But also, we'll do this one more thing. Just in case you were still hesitant about buying it, you can reuse it up to five times by putting it. I don't know. That's just weird. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm not articulating this particularly well, but I, you're absolutely on the right track, or at least the same track that I am, <clears throat> which is that, you know, and this is, this is something I'm really glad you mentioned Wreck This Journal. I will add it to show notes. Um, Wreck This Journal is a book written by Carrie Smith, and it's a book that you buy. I bought one for my kid. She loved it. I've, had copies. I buy, I buy these five at a time and give them as gifts. Reckless Journal by Carrie Smith. And it's a book that's designed to basically break down. How can I put this? I think it's, I think it exists to break down the resistance we have to fully interacting with things like journals or notebooks or whatever. And so almost every page of this is some exercise in screwing with the book or in wrecking the book. Like some, pa- some pages you're supposed to poke a hole in it. Other pages, when we've done this, you tear the page out and you throw it into someone else's yard. That's one of the things here. And then this, this page, okay, close the book, now throw it down a set of stairs. And the idea is that by the time you're done with this, a couple of things have happened. Well, number two, this thing is a mess. It's ugly and gross and you spit in it and there's paint in it and it's disgusting. But the most important number one is you break down a lot of your hangups about what you're allowed to do on a page. And if anybody who needs to make anything, whether that's a painting, whether that's a blog post, whether that's a, a review about a notebook, <laughs> whatever it is you need to do, you need to get very okay with wrecking your journal, whatever that journal is. And this thing is really great for that. So finally, to your point though, uh, you know, I mean, this thing's cute. It's a neat idea. It's just definitely like a, like a fun gadgety toy, but it sort of wrecks a lot of what I like 
not just in the sense of value, though this thing's like special, I have to be like careful with this because I can only microwave it five times, whatever. But it's also that like, I don't want to personally, I don't want to scan pages out of a notebook, not because I'm a Luddite. There's all kinds of stuff I would only ever do on a computer. The irony is there's an surpassingly small number of things I do only on paper, very small number of things. And the reason I do it only on paper is because I only do that on paper. So certain kinds of like brainstorming things or certain kinds of like, more and more when I'm thinking about what I want to do today or this week, I will do that on a piece of paper. I don't, I sure there's an element of, yeah, I might, you know, as far as workflow, yeah, some of that stuff's going to go onto a list, but I like it to be this tiny little desert island that's all my own over here. Anything can happen in that notebook and that's okay. It's the ultimate inbox. So like whatever I need to do can happen in that book. I can doodle, I could tear out pages, I could start over, I could, there's no rules. There's no book about how to use that. And that, that's an area that the physical world that I still think is very precious uh, to me at least. So, you know, having a notebook where like I, I, I make a, a, a diagram and then like programmatically send it to a bunch of different services. Well, like what would you do with it after that? Well, sure stuff. Like there's reasons you do that. It's just not how I would use it. You know what I mean? It's, it would be sort of almost along the lines of making an entire meal just so I could photograph it. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather eat it. Just eat it. Yeah. I agree with you. I am very, old-fashioned, I guess, when it comes to this kind of thing. I love the idea of notebooks. Whenever I see uh, like an author's notebooks and, oh, these are the, you know, these are the 18 notebooks that I used when I was researching and doing interviews or when I was, you know, whatever, taking little clippings and coming up with my ideas and, you know, and then they've like got those things and they're up on a shelf and they can point to it and say, oh yeah, this, this, this represents eight months of my life or these are the you know, this is the research that I use to write this thing, or just, you know, this is what I started writing about, you know, when I was 12 until I was about 13 and a half. Like that, as a preserved thing, it's it's so cool. You know, the fact that we can take all these pictures that we want to take, hundreds of pictures of our kids doing great things, these, these uh, trips that we go on where we're posting things. You know, it's wonderful that we don't have that limitation of film anymore. We can just take as many pictures as we want. But there's something wonderful about having that physical thing, especially when there's writing involved, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're using your hands to create something. That's a very natural thing for a human being. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's great, and I think it's underappreciated. It is. And, and just, uh, yes, I totally agree. And also I, w- I want to just clarify that uh, I, I might've unintentionally been strongly making a different point than I wanted to make. The strong point I'd like to make is you should get to decide what your little physical world is for. Like, let's call it a notebook. Like, let's say you, how, whatever your notebook is, it could be, could be field notes. It could be a Snoopy notebook. It could be a fancy Italian notebook. It could be a, a digital rocket exploratory microwavable notebook. Like, well, whatever it is, you should be the one who gets to decide how it's used. This is not always true for like, if you're an engineer, as my, my understanding is that engineering notebooks are made that way for a, a reason. Mm-hmm. You can't rip pages out of them. You're supposed to fill like every so, you know, certain area, a certain way. <clears throat> and some kinds of notebooks have rules, but the beauty of most notebooks is they don't have rules. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one reason I've always, my, my natural resistance to the way writing was taught as a kid has really stuck with me. Like making people use index cards and then making them make an outline and then making them do a summary before they've written anything seems mental to me because that's not how everybody thinks. And to act like that's how everybody thinks, even though, you know, it turns out that's actually a process that's good for a lot of people, including me. But like, 
more than anything, why don't you just get people used to the idea of just writing and seeing what happens? And then you go, oh, well, actually, this would be really helpful at this point for me to break down into these pieces, whatever. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is not that, <clears throat> that your notebook has to be some you know, public, sexy uh, funk party, like, but you should be the one who gets to decide how that is. And the best way to get okay with that is to have notebooks that you don't have too strong of an emotional relationship with, I guess. I mean, you should have one you like. Have a notebook you like. Have a kind of pen or a pencil you like. Have a, but get a style that you like, so that you could write on any piece of paper, and it, that piece of paper could be your pal just as much as your Italian notebook. That's what I think. I think is like that. The beauty of that is you get to use that however you want. When I use an outlining program or I use a text editor, you know, I kind of have to do it sort of their way. I mean, I have to type letters on this keyboard, but in a notebook, I could just, I could just, you know, I could draw a fart, and that could just be a thing that I do because that's what I feel like doing. <laughs> What's a fart look like? You tell me. Draw in your notebook. My fart is not your fart. I need a bogle for the glotch. <laughs> you know, I, if, you, if you want to have boyfriend time, you must be a girlfriend. I miss Ted Cruz. Don't you miss Ted Cruz? You know, he was special. He was a special, He was our own little public person, notebook. Yeah. So that was a, a silly rant about a notebook that I bought on Amazon from SCN on TV for hipsters. But, you know, I think there's still a place for those things in our life. Uh, there certainly, certainly can be. Um, Especially just a reminder, microwavable kind. Oh, sure. Yeah, up to five times. Don't do it six, though. What ha have, that's what I was going to say is, have you done it five times yet? Have you done it six? I don't know. I guess you go into that, like, no spoilers, but maybe you go into that uh, underworld in uh, Stranger Things. What happens, yeah. though? Yeah. I, I don't, nobody's ever found out. It's like putting in the metal in the microwave. I want no you to do it. it. No, I want you to do it. Okay. So when I get home, I will microwave it five times. See what happens. Because I don't really care at this point. I'll see what happens. Uh, and then I'll microwave it a sixth time and see what happens. Hmm. I guess I shouldn't write a will in there, should I? Well, I mean, I would say write something you don't mind losing. Yes, and then photograph it. But what I'm wondering, like, if you do it six times, does it then make it permanent and it can't be erased? No, it means Candyman appears. <laughs> I thought, thought today that was Slenderman. Slenderman appears. Yeah. Slenderman, Slenderman, Slenderman. Yeah. Fixbot.com. You see, I have not vetted the process by which they decide if things are fake, but it is, it is uh, an interesting, uh, interesting technology. Fixbot. Oh, oh yeah. And so anyway, um, bad news. Oh. The um, Lion, <clears throat> the Lion SM Slave Passion Sex Bondage, bondage Kit Set Bed restraints I should probably look at this whole thing here <clears throat> Lion SM Slave Passion Sex Bondage Kit Set Bed Restraints for Couple Lover Adult Paren Leopard uh, got an F 100% low quality reviews oh, that's the man. lion just, just to repeat I don't want y'all to run into trouble here if you're looking for sex toys be circumspect about the Lion SM Slave Passion Sex Bondage Kit Set Bed Restraints for Couple Lover Adult Paren Leopard <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing leopard is no, the pattern on it. Yes, 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 yes. One cotton rope, one blindfold. You get a neck collar, a hand clap, whatever that is, <laughs> and one pair of nipple clip. <clears throat> it's the Lion SM Slave Passion Sex Bondage Kit Set Bed Restraints for Couple Lover Adult Paren Leopard. Um. Yeah, so they 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 got pinged pretty hard on that. Apparently, one hundred percent of their reviews are low quality. That's a shame. Company grade, company grade was a D. They got a D. Fifty two, fifty two reviews for the product, all of which were regarded as low quality reviews. You just don't know who to trust anymore. 
when you're in the market for a lion, SM, slave, passion, sex, bondage, kit set, bed restraints for couple, lover, adult, parent, leopard. <laughs> it's the leopard time part time that was, I really like. Time was, you could just, you'd be in a village, Dan, less than 150 people. We didn't have lights. We would have campfires. Yeah. And you knew you could go, you could go down to your local sex shop. If you wanted to get a lion, SM, slave, passion, sex, bondage, kit set, bed restraints for a couple, lover, adult, parent, leopard. You could go and get that from the smithy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's I just be careful if if you're looking into buying the lion, SM slave, passion, sex, bondage, kit set, bed restraints for couple, lover, adult, parent, leopard. <laughs> do your own due diligence. <laughs> Walk down to the village, warm your hands by the fire, and say, "How cotton is this rope? How clippy is this nipple? Uh, what is the sound of one hand clap?" Yeah. <laughs> Page two. <laughs> Dan, why don't you tell me about something else that you like? Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> is it the lioness and slave passion sex bondage kit set bed restraints for a couple lover adult parent leper can you add that could you add that to the show notes yes dan <laughs> and as much as you can say uh where would people go to find out more about the lioness and slave passion sex bondage kit set bed restraints for a couple lover adult parent leopard <laughs> Where do people go to find links to things regarding episode 287 of your uh, Back to Work program? Uh, they can go to 5by5.tv slash B as in boyhood, 2 as in the number, W as in walnut mm. slash 287. 52 customer reviews. And they're well, all, they're yeah, all above kiss. It's currently unavailable. Look at that. Mm. Oh, it's a hand clap. It's a little spanky thing. It kinda, it's kind of like a, like a leopard skin ping pong paddle. La la la. All right, and does it have it. like a shape like a hand? Um, it's shaped kind of like a tennis racket. Oh, this is very low quality, bon- low quality bondage equipment. This is really, really sub Shame on you, lioness and slave fashion sex bondage kit set bed restraints for a couple lover adult parent leopard. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> and I also put mm. fixbot.com into the show notes. Oh, good. Good. My wife came home, saw the envelope for the Rocketbook Wave Smart Notebook, and she said, What is this? Yeah. Because, like so many dot com e products, it had like infographics and an explanation of what it is on the front. And I think our actual words were, Did you buy a microwavable notebook? And I said, Yes, yes, I did. Was she concerned that it was. No, I was, I was upfront with her about it. I was like, You know what? I was. I mean, I was sober and everything, but I think it was, I was, what was I buying? It was a cat litter. No, I was buying something on, uh, on the Amazon and I, and I, I saw that on the page and I thought that that'll be a larf. Why don't I get some of these, uh, yeah. TV for hipster things? There's other things. You know what? I will find out. Dan, if you tell me about something else that you like, I will find out what as seen on TV for hipsters is called. Okay, good. I think it has a, it has kind of a, a disruptive name. Well, the, uh, the next thing I would like to tell you about is something that uh, some of our listeners may be familiar with, but I suspect that some have not yet tried this out. And it, it is, I'm talking about PDF pen. PDF pen. PDF pen is a, it is a family of applications. Some for Mac OS, some for iOS. The one for Mac OS is just called PDF pen, but they also have PDF pen for iPad and iPhone. And they have something else called PDF pen scan plus and let me let me tell you quickly about what these do. PDF Pen for Mac OS, it's the ultimate PDF editing tool. 
It lets you do pretty much anything that you could possibly imagine. Of course, it lets you sign PDFs, but it also lets you edit them. It lets you uh, completely, fit, you know, like, have you ever seen one of these things? It's like, oh, you need to fill out this form and you try to, to fill it out. And then they're like, oh, the PDF doesn't work. I have to, what do you have to print it and write on it and scan and it, it back just, in? It's and, anything. It's basically a big JPEG. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. PDF Penlet it gets rid of all of that. It lets you break this scan, print, sign, fax, cycle. It lets you be as paperless as you want to be. And PDF Pen exists also for the iPad and the iPhone so that you can have this stuff on the go. It's wonderful. I just have to say it's wonderful on the iPad. I mean, I'm, I use my Mac most of the time, but when it comes to wanting to be able to sign something or just something like that, like you, can, you, can you can touch the PDF. Touch the PDF, Merlin. Touch the PDF. <laughs> <laughs> you can add text and graphics. You can make corrections. You can do pretty much anything you want to do with it. PDF Pen Scan Plus adds scanning and OCR to your mobile toolkit. So you can OCR even when you're away from your desk and your scanner. This is really handy with things like receipts. You could be looking at a document and you could just, boom, hit a button. Now it's scanned. Now it's OCR. Now it's a document that you can edit. And how handy is that? It's amazing. The, uh, the PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone, it's, it, it's, it's a universal app. So it's one purchase, you get it on all of your devices. Uh, for, for iPad and iPhone, it supports the Apple Pencil. So if you're lucky enough to have an iPad Pro, uh, you can use your Apple Pencil with it, which is just genius. I love that. Uh, you can save PDFs to iCloud, uh, any iCloud document provider like Microsoft OneNote. And PDF Pen 8 adds this cool audio note capability. You can do file attachments now. Like... All of this stuff is there. It's really great. And they made a special URL just for our listeners. It's smilesoftware.com slash B2W. Again, smilesoftware.com slash B2W. Tell you about the whole PDF Pen family. Wonderful app. And, uh, and it's something I use quite a bit here. I don't know what I would do without it. I think you'll like it too. Thanks very much to Smile and uh, PDF Pen. Thank you, Smile. Puck, puck. It's called Amazon Launchpad. Amazon Discover unique Launchpad. and unexpected products from today's brightest startups. Hmm. Mark Cuban. Maverick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all Shark Tanky stuff. Uh, Shark Tanky stuff and uh, Indiegogo-y stuff. They got the Canary. Dude Wipes. I remember Dude Wipes from Shark Tank. Eero. Our friends from Eero are on here. Our friends from Soylent are on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else they got in here? Um, they got uh, Mushroom Coffee Mix. Nice. Sounds like a typo. Uh, they've got uh, primal pit paste. Primal pit paste. Nice for for your armpits. Good. They've got a way to grow plants in water. Uh, this is all under it's in show notes. Go to Amazon Launchpad, and that is where I found uh, both the uh, Wave Smart Notebook and uh, the the Tub Shroom. Some of this stuff is very interesting. Sport. Dog food, elite grain, free dog. They need punctuation or an editor or both. Sport dog food, elite grain free dog food. <laughs> Special blend version, 30 pound. What is that? That is, I think that is SEO or SEM causing our language to become almost not really a thing. Huh. Sport dog food, elite grain free dog food. Special blend version, 30 pound. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, there's all kinds of footwear deodorizers. Look at that. Look at that. You can get a mouse. You can get a, a Line 6 Relay G10 digital wireless guitar system. 
It's all in there. Oh, you can you can make herbs at home. Hey, I've got this BB-8. They got the Sphero uh, BB-8. That's cool. Tiny guitar, automatic. I've got an automatic. I've got an automatic. Uh, here's a, a, a travel bag with a built-in iron. You love that. You love ironing things. I mean, if if something needs to be ironed, I'm ready to do it. You're not afraid of an iron. No, I mean, I'll I'll iron like uh like an MF. You know what I'm saying? Sh- sure, a- a- AF. <clears throat> there's the um there's I used a, to iron I used to iron every all of my shirts because I used to work at a, a very used, very used corporate. to be I could name every kind of iron used to drive my mother crazy <laughs> they've got a, a guitar pedal that turns your guitar into a drum machine um a lot of good stuff uh we don't have too much time I'm not sure we want we, we could do more <laughs> do more Amazon product talk I bought at least three things that you recommended okay what I'm curious I must know well, the UPS, I've only charged the UPS. I have not uh, put the, I have not deployed the UPS yet. So what you sent me was kind of a uh, an fairly inexpensive, small-scale, uninterrupted power supply. Not necessarily for running like a giant computer, but for like running like some consumer electronics. And it was it's cool. I like the size of it a lot. I got the one you recommended. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I got those yellow goggles for watching TV. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. My daughter loves them. And yeah. I know what you mean about like, so basically, uh, blah, blah, science, uh, trying to avoid, especially blue light in the evening, supposedly helps you sleep better. All I can say is that it definitely, let's do, here's, here's what I'll say. Run, run flux and then turn it off. Wear yellow goggles and then take them off. Yeah. If you don't see the difference, then they probably won't help you, but you will see a difference. Right. It's crazy how bright your TV seems. <sighs> When you take these or goggles, even just regular light, regular even lights. When I run it, you know? Oh my god! Even when I run it in movie mode, but I, I know exactly what you mean about not seeing blue LEDs. The um, the lights on my uh, Motorola surfboard modem. Oh are yeah, yeah. Blue and flashing, and you're like, oh so, crap, we lost our cable. All, oh yeah, all three of us in our family did this, and it was crazy. When you've got these things on, you can just barely, barely, barely make out a blue LED. Like if it's dark, like if the lights are off, yeah, you can probably see it. But like in a even just a slightly lit room, you just don't see blue. Blue looks like kind of like a dark green or black. White yeah. looks yellow. But the crazy part is, I'm, I'm I don't want to say your eyes will adjust. My eyes adjust to where I can watch TV with those on, and it doesn't like bother me. No, it doesn't. Like I, I think the first few nights that I was using them. I definitely was like, I don't know, I I miss seeing the color, whatever. But after like the third or fourth night, I was I was on board with it, and I found I didn't really miss it that much. But it's funny, I was, uh, I think my wife made a comment like, "Oh, you know, such and such the person in the red jacket." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't see that the red jacket. It's just a jacket now, right. and it, it's almost like a little, almost like color blindness, and like yep. in yep. a way because there's there's it certain range it of colors seem, you don't see. The thing is, if you walked into a room with those on. Right. If you've had those on for 15, 20 minutes and you walk into a room you've never been in, you're not going to go, ah, where's the colors? But if you take them off, you're going to go, holy crap, this is really different than what I thought, which is probably a little bit what it's like to be colorblind. Yeah, it's just probably. in this case, somebody points to my car hard jack and goes, oh, I, you know, you, you call that blue. I call that like dark green or black. Right, right, right. But those, those worked out pretty well and they're really inexpensive. We're kind of doing this fruity, hippie, we're really working on sleep hygiene the two adults in the house are really working on it because we both struggle with it. So that's one thing I'm doing at night is wearing those and trying to not watch TV till too late, which I utterly fail at. Also got my lady, um, the new version of the Philips, uh, blue, blue light. I have one here at the office. I got her one. Oh, for, her. for uh, the thing that provides the right kind of light during the day. 
Yeah, the notion right? is, and yeah, and again, yes, absolutely. And so, you know, do your own due diligence on this. But the the thought is that things like most especially people with seasonal affective disorder, or like in our case, you know, summertime up until basically partway into September, it's really foggy every day here. We get occasional sunny days, but it's it can be. I use this word carefully. It can be kind of depressing. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Like when are we going to get just a little bit of sun? And you know, I think that is part of your body's process to make vitamin D and to understand what time it is your body reacts very much to sunlight. So the notion with this thing is the Philips, I think it's called blue light, Philips blue something light. You uh, plug this thing in and when you get it, first thing you get up in the morning, you have it in an area where it's kind of like in your field of vision. And supposedly, I mean, I've had, I, I can't tell you that I've had huge success with it, but I know some people have. I thought it'd be worth trying. But, you know, that's the thing where it's telling your brain, hey, it's wake up time, it's wake up time. Like, it's time to reset the clock. Because when you look into stuff like how jet lag works, uh, I've read some really interesting articles in the last few years about how jet lag is about a lot more than what it seems. It's not just that your sleep is disrupted. It's there's several different systems in your body, different organs that are essentially in different time zones when you change. They, they adjust at different rates. Really? And it's, it's not just your sleep, it's your exposure to light, it's how and when you eat. Um, and then it's also just this discontinuity of like, well, you know, just think about it. You wake up in this country, you fly to that country, and it's your body, your body feels like it's the same day. Even though your quote-unquote mind, or your brain, if you want to use it loosely, should know. They're like, oh no, this is actually, this, we're actually on Wednesday now. And you, or like we're still on Tuesday. Uh, it's okay, mind. It's okay. You'll adjust, <laughs> but that's not how it works. And it's the funniest thing. I've said this a million times, but like when we went to New Zealand, it was like a, something like a 15 hour flight there or something like a 15 hour flight back going there. Well, my wife had a hard time with it cause she, she gets motion sickness and stuff. But for me, I gotta say for a 15 hour flight, I've had f- those dreaded eight hour flights that felt a lot, a lot worse. Yeah. We got there and you get to New Zealand. It's like, oh, it's basically exactly like where we would be right now at home. It feels really natural. And like, it's, it's, I did not find it that hard at all. Coming back from New Zealand to San Francisco, I swear to God, I was wrecked for two weeks. I was badly wrecked. I believe it. Well, and like they've done, people have looked at this with the basis ball. Teams that, like, for example, I think the, the conventional wisdom is that. East Coast, all of the things being equal, I think it is East Coast teams have a slight advantage because of the way that the, the time changes work, including home field advantage and whatnot. That basically, yeah, there's, there's a detriment to traveling one way versus the other. Anyway, that's something we're working on. But this gets us back to this old issue of sleep where, like, you again, come back to the wraps. Like, all of those things, like, that all tells. Like, that all has an impact. Like if I eat a bunch of starchy food right after this show, I know I'm going to be going to sleep like this afternoon. Yeah. 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 I just want to remind you, America and, and other countries, we're, we're looking for a solution to this rap problem. If you have it, I would love to hear about it. I think they use skewers over there. I love a skewer. Everything's on a skewer. Oh, skewers are terrific. I love a skewer. How do you feel about getting a shish kebab-ish skewer meal and it arrives off the skewer. No, that bothers no, my daughter. No. How do you feel about no, it? No, cannot do it. Cannot abide that. If they're going to do yeah. something like that, and I understand that at a nicer restaurant, they don't want their patrons struggling with the metal skewer or with a wooden skewer. Well, and that's, worried. What they, that's what they say. That's what they say. Well, here's what I'm okay with. Here's where we can meet in the middle. I feel like it's okay if they come out and they 
they bring it down to the plate and they sort of show it to you at an angle and then played it for you at that time, removing the, the skewer with their special, you know, they have the little two prong fork thing and they put and they remove it so that you've seen it's mm-hmm. come from the kitchen on the skewer and now they're. They didn't just poke some holes and grilled meat. They're not just showing up with it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very suspect. Oh, absolutely. It's like Chekhov's gun, you know. Chekhov's um, gun? Yeah, the guy from Star Trek's. Yeah. What about yeah. his gun? Oh, if the guy from Star Trek's uh, has, has a gun in the first part of the episode, you have to see four lights by the end. And then you eat an egg with some uh, monsters in it. Chekhov's gun is a dramatic principle that every memorable element in a fictional story must be necessary and irreplaceable. Wow. And very any well that are not should be removed. Yeah, I mean, I kid, but I mean, it's a sort of just a principle of economy and storytelling where, you know, if, if you're going to introduce... In, the, in that case, I think they're referring... I don't remember the name of the play, but the idea is that there's a very prominent pistol or rifle on the wall at the beginning. And you're like, so the, that's become like the way of describing that principle is that, you know, if you're going to prominently present this big piece of what looks like it will be plot, you better find a way to use it. One so must don't, never don't, place a loaded rifle on the stage if it isn't going to go off. It's wrong to make promises you don't mean to keep. That's really well put. Did you, was that you that did that? That is Chekhov letter to Alexander Semenovich Lazarev. Uh, November 1, 1889. Yeah. It's a good principle. Mm, Lion SM passion. Um, <clears throat> isn't that a shame? 100%. Not one of those people. Actually, uh, like that product because what was because, the significance of the de- speaking of guns that don't go off? Yeah, am I right up here? Hmm? What's with the deer head in the night of the deer head? The head on the wall. They keep showing it, showing the intro. They show people looking at it. Show the eye all the time. This this, this is the juncture where I make a confession. Oh, you haven't watched I, it yet. Well, I watched up to what's the guy's name? Wall fence. Uh, the detective box. Yeah, uh, up to <laughs> up to detective fence. <laughs> questioning um a taxi boy in the first episode nice. yeah and then sunday my wife has like not missed a second of this show like she's watching it like as soon as it comes out oh yeah and that's all i'd seen and then they did the uh the finale the other night and uh comcast went out for four hours oh man so she went and watched it by herself on the ipad over uh, lte while nice. i sat and stared at the cable box with my yellow glasses <laughs> god damn it <laughs> hello Cable Town is out in your area, expected to be healed by 1 a.m. Hmm. Sunday is a TV night, you monsters. How, how late are you staying up? Oh, God. I've been trying so hard. Well, you know what? If I were trying that hard, it'd be better at it. Uh, I can look. I can go and tell you. I, uh, bad. Bad. Like two, four? No, no. Last night, I did a silly thing, and I ended up watching a movie, and I went to bed at 10 minutes after one. That's Normally. Uh, no, like I might, my uh, goal is 1030. <laughs> <laughs> when do you wake up? <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever everyone else has decided it's time for me to wake up. Right. So you don't have an alarm. You just stay in there until the, I do. She's in third grade now. Oh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, boy, she doesn't really understand the inside voice in the morning. And then the cat, the cat comes up and she goes, Pfft. she sneezes on me. And she goes, because she's got nasal problems because she's a monster. And she sneezes all over my face. <clears throat> but, um, you know, if I have my druthers, I go to bed at 1030 and wake up at 630. 
Uh, I'm starting to come around to a new thought technology, which is that they say, like we grew up with, you got to drink eight glasses of water, you got to sleep eight hours a night. Right. Well, supposedly, and everyone talked like Mel Cosby. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but supposedly that water thing, I don't know, I drink way more than eight glasses of water. I'm not that healthy. A lot of people say the healthiest people or a good target is actually closer to seven, seven and a half than eight. So I'd like to get to where I'm sleeping a solid seven and a half most nights. But, you know, I get, that's my alone time to like sit and look at the iPad. It's my first chance to toot a bunch of things at night. I used to toot a lot. I don't really have the inclination or time anymore. That's my tooting time. That's my TV time. And, uh, and then like an hour goes by and I'm like, damn, how did that happen? Or I'll suddenly go like, oh, I should go watch Iron Man 2 again. It's like, what, what are you doing? Mm. You're 50. Stop doing that. Mm. Yeah. How about you? When do you go to bed? I think it varies, but my goal like yours is usually 1030, 1045, because I know that I will be up rain or shine seven days a week. You know, my kids wake up, they're up. I mean, 630 is like a like Christmas gift. Yeah, it's six at our house. This morning, 545, they were both yeah. up. So, you know, I don't know why. We, we were really, really good with sleep training. And I think comparatively, and it makes me wonder like, for people who did not sweat that or are unfortunate, I mean, like, what must it be like? Like, we don't have, our kid doesn't wake up in the middle of the night, for example. That's very, very rare that she would wake up in the middle of the night. But like, I don't know how people have managed that. I, I could not redo her early months again. I just couldn't do it. My body couldn't take it. No, I'm with you. I, I could never, I could never. Just the idea of that. This, it's, this is, it's all so tangled, though, because, you know, I'm getting older, luckily. Um, and I don't have the energy that I used to. I don't sleep the same way that I used to. All the typical old person complaints. But like, you know, it, it is like a strange game of whack-a-mole because if you try to treat or over-treat any piece of that, any way that's not completely natural and organic, like it will pop up somewhere else. And that's the problem. So, I mean, you know, is lots of coffee the answer? Well, for a day or two it is, but you don't want to do that every day. Because then that second day, you're going to be like, maybe you didn't sleep so well that night. And now again, now you're pushing. It's like existential debt is getting pushed into the next day. Right. And it, like, you, you, you could just kind of shrug it off, right? Like, right. It's precisely what I was going to say. When you're 20, uh, you get a pretty hard reset every day or so. Like, unless you're extremely unhealthy. Um, you get a pretty good reset. Like, even within a couple of days, you say, oh, I'll catch up on my sleep. But there's no, at my age, there's no such thing as catching up on sleep. Like, that's not a thing. I don't think it's really a thing for regular people either. But I just have to be careful about that. And uh, and I, I, I say it on here every couple of weeks because I need to be reminded of that. Yeah. Where, like, you know, coffee is not always the answer. Um, you know, where I even, like, the thing is with coffee or stimulants in general, it's so much fun. You feel so great for that morning. You feel really great that afternoon. Maybe even have, like, a really good day. You get a lot done. Now you're a happy person. And maybe you have a nice night. You get up the next day. And you have a bunch of coffee and maybe it's not so great. And maybe you don't have the same energy. So you drink even more. And then like, I'm on the verge of like an anxiety attack. Yeah. By late that afternoon. Just being honest. So like, that's just coffee. That's not even accounting for what I do with sleep, exercise, food, uh, mental breaks. You know what I mean? All those, that other constellation of stuff, but it is, it is like spinning plates. It has always been like spinning plates. It's just, it didn't matter before if the plates fell because you got to reset every day. Oh, that's such it's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of, um, you know, you get a lot of do-overs and free symmetry when you're under 30 that that you, it doesn't matter, you won't hear this if you're under 30, because that's the whole point of being under 30 is you don't hear these things. But um, no, it, just, it does become more of an issue. And I, I imagine even more so. 
I was noticing today how many people in my neighborhood walk with canes. And I was thinking about, I wonder how long it's going to be before I use a cane. I mean, there's, there's sort of the kind of cane where it's a style thing. Oh, like no, a no, snoop, no. These are, a snoop these are dog, Chinese. a snoop lion. Yeah, yeah, right. These Chinese people in their 70s. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. They, you think they, they might be ballers? Well, they got a culture. It's a whole yeah. culture. You know, pull your pants up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see you kind of, I can see you with a cane. You'd really use it too. You know what I mean? Like That's, you would. I would need it. I would need it for, because I'm tired and, and, and pained. I could only imagine you with like a Stupid pretty much fresh. a straight up Walgreens style cane like an aluminum with the little plastic handle i can't put a tennis ball on it i'll put a tennis ball on there. a tennis ball i can't imagine you with like a gnarled wood that you sort of whittled <laughs> yourself you know with like a like a dragon oh like a oh okay i wasn't sure if you meant more like a hand hewn hagrid meets tiny yeah, tim yeah 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 i could see you with that too i can't i can't see you with uh, like uh the one that has like a sword inside of it a sword cane yeah yeah that's what i would gravitate toward because you never know even if you never use it, you know, it's always there. It's a, that's your sword cane. Mm-hmm. Can you get mm-hmm. that through to me- a metal detector? I think not. So you'd have to have a backup for when you travel. You can get a sword that's not metal. You can, yeah, you what, could, what are you going to cut with that? You could get a carbon fiber sword. Or you don't think you that would show a, up in the metal detectors? I don't know. Do magic wands show up? Like if you've got like a, like a, what, like a, like a, <laughs> like a, a Harry Potter. Hammer. Yeah. Like a Harry Potter. You've got a Harry Potter core. Like you've got a dragon, dragon's breath. Or, uh, Phoenix you know, Feather. Or, or, or Phoenix Hagrid, Unicorn yeah. Hair, any of those, any of those, they pass right through. Yeah. I got felt up good last time. Ooh, I got felt up. Oh man. You really got in there. Was that at, uh, SFO or? No. Oh no. Yeah, it was at SFO, but I, I, I always get it. There's something about my pants title. Do they, pu- <laughs> do they pull you aside? No, I said, no, I said, I said, what I always say is, yeah, this always happens. It's always this pocket. I don't know why. The sir, I'm going to have to go ahead and deepen it. But I said, yeah, I know. And my daughter, of course, is terrified because, you know, and he's like, I'm going to have to do on what I'm going to do is with the back. I know, I know. It happens every time. And this woman goes, you should use different detergent. Right. I got the same thing from that one time. Said, Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Oh, was that was, was in high school or community college? You learned that. Um, thank you. I will get a different. That was me. Cut that out. I uh, yes, I will definitely get a different detergent so you guys can have a reason for a job. So you can say, so they're good saying job, that, so they wipe you, didn't buzz. They wipe you down with the thing and then put it in that machine and it, but it comes back flagged. Well, they, first they, they go in and they explore the crevasse. No, this is what, what happens is you walk through the, the, uh, the, the machine where you say hi, you put your arms up and I invariably have a big yellow splotch somewhere on my ass. And these are, these are, you know, more or less clean clothes. Right. I, maybe it's something on my office chair. Maybe there's some detritus on here. Uh-huh. I've cooked breakfast on here a few times. On the chair? No, just kidding. I don't know why. I don't know. But I mean, like, uh, for example, I use uh, Neutrogena shampoo. And like sometimes I'll use their dandruff shampoo, which has coal tar in it. So I think that could do it. I've yeah. heard deodorants. Some deodorants can set it off. I had a thing where they actually wound up, you know, pulling me out of the thing and having me, you know, where they, they, they do, do the, the hand pat down and then they put their gloves and wipe their gloves on a little thing that they feed uh, I get in, that every time literally every machine time. okay so they yeah. did that and they're like oh it's it's flagging it's flagging you i'm like okay so i just sit there and and then the guy had to call it his supervisor his supervisor did the same thing they're like yeah it's flagging you again 
Ugh. I'm like, okay, like, what do we do? They're like, well, we need to do a, a more in-depth one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. And they're like, we're going to take you over here. And, mm-hmm. and it was like a separate room. They found places on my body I didn't know I had. Yeah, they, they really got in there. They get really, really get in there, yeah. And I just, I'm sitting there, they're like, do we have permission to go through your bag? I'm like, yeah, have at it, man. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Sailors, go through my bag. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. So they go through that, and they're sitting there, and then they brought another guy down in a, who was wearing a suit and tie. Oh, boy. Sort of interview me. Mm. And they're like, what, uh, what brought you to San Francisco? This is that time. Do you remember that time that I met you in the, uh, the union uh, thing? And we oh, yeah, had I remember thing? that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a little brisk. It was a little brisk that day. And I didn't bring any sweaters or anything like that. And so I wound up getting a sweater from uh, H&M because it was right there. And they had a cheap sweater that I could wear for the next two days and then throw away. Yeah. I blame I the Kleenex that are more expensive. I blame the sweater. I think the sweater mm-hmm. had some kind of chemical formaldehyde, mm-hmm. whatever, because they were basically yes. telling me that I, w- that I was being, that there was presence of uh, evidence that i was make dealing with explosives yeah that's, that's how they extend the shelf life of their sweaters they get an extra week of shelf life up. and i just when they told me that i started yeah. laughing i'm like really they're like yeah that, that's uh this you're... Is what you do for a living you do this professionally you professionally <laughs> yeah. are you are the great the great wall between us and the wildlings <laughs> you're right. the one that's going to keep us safe use a different detergent really yeah. h&m sweater problem they're they're like they're like did you use did you use any of the shampoos in the hotel? I'm like, of course I did. They're like, well, that uh, could be it right there. You don't want to use those. There's <laughs> your like, problem. Yeah, I'll bring my own shampoo from now on too for your service. <laughs> this is a soft and comfortable bondage suit with which you can enjoy passionate sex in your own unique way. What is this? Just to be clear, it's not a suit. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about the Lion SM Slate Passion Sex Bondage Kit Set Bed Restraints for Couple Lover Adult. Peren Leopard. And they keep all the reviewers on this fake, these fake reviews refer to it as a suit. I don't know if they mean sweet. It is an attractive and durable bondage suit, which is made of high quality environmental leather and it's adjustable size is suitable for most people. It's an attractive and durable bondage suit that contains a whip, one pair of cups. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, huh. Company grade got a D 52 reviews detected 100% low quality reviews. This is a weird, I'm really looking at this kit now. Yeah, you, yeah, right, right, right. You want to bring, don't want to bring this through TSA. Lion SM, Slate Passion Sex Bondage Kit Set, Bed Restraints for a Couple, Lover Adult, Paren, Leopard. Now, if that were in just black or purple or barbershop, like I wonder if they would uh, do better. I wonder if the leopard is uh, affecting the performance characteristics. See, for me, I, do, I would have just looked at the five star, at the 52 uh, reviews and the five exactly. stars and said... Yeah, you know, you mouse over these pictures here. They've got, they've got the little tasseled uh, whip. Is it a whip? What's it's a whiplet. It? I think it's a whiplet. It looks like maybe like a letter opener or, or, or a ponytail. They got the ball gag. The little... gag, soft, comfortable, safe, no damage. Frantic. This is a <laughs> frantic SM ten pieces of sex toys. This is from the about the product bullet. Frantic SM ten pieces. I didn't of sex. know Amazon went here, but they oh do. no, they go they go all the way in there. Wow, yeah. look at the look at the yes. customers who viewed this item also viewed. They got they they have uh, some appliances. A snorkel, you can get a snorkeling set. Oh, 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 oh wait, 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 wait. I have to tell you something. Yeah, what is the snorkeling okay, set in there oh. for with this stuff? Okay, go to fixbot.com. Oh my god. Okay, listen, listen, trust me on this. Go to fixbot.com. All right, I'm there. Click on 
Top of the page, worst fake reviews. What do you see? What company? Uh, Swim goggles. Swim goggles. Snorkeling snorkeling kit. Down at the bottom? Yeah. Okay, go back to Amazon. Oh. You're on the page for Lion SM Slave Passion Sex Bondage Kits. Couple Lever Adult Paren Leopard. Yeah. Uh-huh. That because you're sense. seeing snorkeling right. coming in through the side door. You know what I'm saying here? I got it now. Uh-huh. Naughty, uh, naughty the lady, plug. The lady on the thigh cuffs, she looks relaxed. <laughs> She's at quite at home. Oh, my goodness. I don't have a problem with MSG, but I respect the people who do. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. See, now I'm not going to worry about my kid looking at this crap. No, you don't. He's gonna don't. he's gonna look at it, you know, because I'm blocking all this stuff with the open uh, open DNS stuff. Yeah, so he can't look at YouTube anymore. Right now, I'm gonna have to block and put Amazon on there too. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You just block the whole internet. I want to. Yeah, frantic SM ten pieces of sex toys. <laughs> okay, let's button this up. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>